Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So how about a Rico for this? You remember a certain person lost an election and then uh, started saying that the president that beat her was uh, uh, illegitimate? Remember that? Oh, and also they, they funded uh, uh, Steele Dossier. Uh, they, they, they funded this entire uh, like propaganda effort against the sitting president alleging that he was, you know, a Russian puppet. He was compromised by uh, the Russians, among others. Remember that whole thing? Is that a RICO? Can we get a RICO on that? How about this? Biden administration officials offered colleges and universities suggestions for circumventing the Supreme Court's ruling that barred racial preferences in admissions saying schools should consider applicants' essays on race and ditch legacy policies. So what is this White House saying? The White House is saying break the law, right? It's telling colleges to do an end run around the law so as to be able to continue to discriminate against people, college kids or high schoolers trying to get into college, right? Or or people trying to get jobs at colleges. That seems illegal. How about a RICO for that? Racketeering for that, right? They literally drafted a series of recommendations. It's like marching orders. They're like, hey, here you go. This is the way you break the law, everybody. RICO. The Education and Justice Departments issued documents, which are not legally binding, that advocate a continued focus on recruiting minorities and encouraging college admissions offices to consider an applicant's individual background and attributes. How do you do this? Well, here it is in a nutshell. You require the students to submit essays. And the students, either by prompt or just by creativity, I guess, but the students then inject their race into the essay. And then the college will say, oh, we were so moved by your race. I mean, your essay. We admit you. That's the end run. The guidance proposes that schools reconsider whether application fees, standardized testing requirements, prerequisite courses like calculus or early decision timelines are, quote, inadvertently screening out students who would thrive and contribute greatly on campus. Oh, okay. So application fees, like I get that. That could definitely screen some people out, right? You can't afford to apply to all the different colleges. Standardized testing requirements. I mean, I, absolutely, that could screen out some people, right? People who don't test well, also people who are stupid, right? So, that, that They would get screened out. Yes, absolutely. Um, prerequisite courses like calculus. Right? We don't want anybody good at math. 
So definitely screen out people that are good at math. If they've taken calculus, we have no room for you here. Okay. Oh, wait, are you saying that they're... Wait a minute. Is the Biden White House suggesting that that there's some sort of, uh, I don't know, racial characteristic to this? Like only some people that are a certain race are good at calculus? I mean, that seems kind of racist. The administration also walks through scenarios of how college admissions offices could consider an applicant's race. And they give an example. Let's take a look. Quote, For example, a university could consider an applicant's explanation about what it means to him to be the first black violinist in his city's youth orchestra, or an applicant's account of overcoming prejudice when she transferred to a rural high school where she was the only student of South Asian descent. Message is pretty clear, right? An institution could likewise consider a guidance counselor or other recommender's description of how an applicant conquered her feelings of isolation as a Latina student at an overwhelmingly white high school to join the debate team. Now, I do wonder, if you're going to be writing essays about overcoming certain external limitations placed upon you based solely on your race or ethnicity, what if there's a, I don't know, just going to make up an example. Would this one fly at the uh, admissions office essay reading division? Um, white kid in a predominantly black school. How about that? Would they be able to write one of these essays too? Does that help them? I only ask because if you, if you say no, then you're breaking the law. And surely the Bidens would not be trying to break the law. Also a RICO opportunity. How about this? FBI supervisor confirms Hunter Biden got tipped off about investigator interview by the FBI and Secret Service. Hmm. That seems kind of like a racket. He's running an illegal operation. He's evading taxes. He's, got, he's buying a gun. He's doing drugs, engaging in human trafficking. Right? He hasn't registered as a foreign agent. He's passing money through all of these shell companies. They're, they're you know, quid pro quo, influence peddling, bribery, all of this stuff going on. So you got all of the, right, you got all of the, the crimes as elements of the RICO. So then you get tipped off that cops want to talk to you. So now we're bringing in some of the law enforcement agencies, maybe some of your dad's campaign staffers and their lawyers. They're all now brought into it. They're part of the racket too. And as we have learned, right, with the racketeering, because this is how you took down the mafia, this uh, uh, it does not require, this law does not require everybody to know every single element of the racket, of the operation. Everybody just has to be on board with the purpose of the racket and the purpose of this racket is to what protect joe biden right protect joe biden get him into office keep him into office keep his family out of prison keep him out of prison right this is the this is the racket ed morrissey at hotair.com says maybe the special counsel will require its own special counsel probe 
That's possible. While Merrick Garland made the strange choice to elevate David Weiss to that status after attempting a sweetheart plea deal to bury Hunter Biden's criminal actions, the FBI apparently helped out in its own way. A new whistleblower has testified to the House Oversight Committee that FBI brass tipped off Hunter Biden about a planned attempt to get him to answer some questions. The now-retired supervisory special agent, the SSA, told his superiors on December 7, 2020, that FBI and IRS investigators would contact Hunter Biden the next day. The notice was necessary, this SSA told the committee, for what they call deconfliction, which sounds like a made-up word, deconfliction arrangements with the Secret Service, which makes sense, right? Because on December 3rd, maybe even a couple days earlier, of 2020, Hunter Biden got Secret Service protection. And so within the week, you got the IRS and FBI wanting to do an interview with him. So you got to tell the Secret Service, hey, we're going to be rolling up on your boy here. So, you know, don't open fire on us. Right. We got to have some deconfliction arrangement. And that was supposed to happen when the FBI and IRS folks, when they arrive, that's when that usually would happen. However, the FBI field office tipped off the Secret Service and the Bidens immediately. And thanks to that, they never got their interview. The Biden status after the election, the Secret Service then refused to allow investigators to come into the residence where Hunter was staying. Instead, the Secret Service told the FBI that they would have to wait a block away for Hunter to decide whether he wanted to talk with investigators or not. Ed Morrissey says, let's stipulate that Hunter probably would have refused the interview, even if the agents had been able to make contact that morning. That would certainly be within his rights. In fact, it's the smart strategy. Fifth Amendment protects us from self-incrimination. It also serves as good advice. Even if you're innocent, and maybe especially if you're innocent, get your attorney first. Let them do the talking. But with that said, law enforcement still would attempt to get the statements anyway. Since when do law enforcement agencies protect targets and subjects of investigations from its own investigators? And while the Secret Service mission is to protect its assigned persons, that is for the physical protection. Their agents had no authority to obstruct legitimate law enforcement authorities from engaging with the target of an investigation, tipping off the target or subject, and then preventing entry of authorized investigators. These are obstructions of justice and, not to mention, corrupt as hell. Who ordered it? Somebody by the name of Rico, maybe? Let's let's test it out. I'm all for testing the the limits of this RICO statute in every state. Barry, thanks for hanging on. Welcome to the program. What is going on? Well, I, I want to take from, uh, from your previous conversation on RICO, but I want, to, I want to say that if Hunter Biden is guilty, then he should, be, he should serve time if that's what law says that for his crime that he should serve time. I also know that during the process when they wanted to interview him, that uh, Trump was the president at that point in time, correct? When, when what, the FBI and the IRS wanted to interview Hunter Biden? Yes. Correct. Okay. So, but he had already had the Secret Service detail, the Bidens had the Secret Service detail. Uh, 
Understood. Okay. Understood. Understood. But but there still could have been something brought about to say, hey, you know, we're not getting to interview him. So, but my point is twofold: is that if he is guilty, okay, he's guilty, just like uh, anyone else who is using uh, the office of a family member that has served in to to get wealth or to get a job that's, you know, maybe they're not cut out to do. Um, in the same vein, I also think that Jared Kushner, who is working in the White House, and while he's working in the White House, is able to get a $2 billion loan for his business, and that Ivanka Trump is also able to get 14 patents on products for China. At the same time, while Trump is saying, okay, I'm levering all these tariffs on China, which we ended up paying for. Nobody wants to think about that, that all the tariffs that we had to pay for on goods. Are you are you now on to tariffs? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Go ahead. I'm saying that while while the facade of, you know, China's bad, China's bad, China's bad. Well, somebody is making money off of China. So I'm of that camp. I don't know if you agree. So what's so? It's, as I understood, as I understood the standard or the principle that you're outlining is that uh, nobody should be able to profit from elected office. Correct? Is that is, is that a shorthand way to to say it? Family members, yeah. Yeah, family members, and 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 and, and the person that's in office also. That's correct. Okay. So inevitably, but but we know, but we know that after they get out of office, whether it's speaking, uh, you know speaking arrangements or books or anything of that nature, they're making a lot of money. Okay, so here's uh, the the first point, and I'll ask you the same question that you asked me, actually, which was um, when um, when Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, they've made all this money, right, and people are now talking, I've seen this now uh, being discussed uh, in the vein in response to sort of a whataboutism uh, with Hunter Biden. Uh, so right now, uh, doesn't the DOJ under Joe Biden couldn't, doesn't the DOJ have the ability to investigate that? They absolutely do. Okay, so I would I would leave it to the DOJ then, right, to investigate that. Right. But, okay. But, so, but are, and as, as far as I know, they are not. As far as I know, there's been no indication that they are investigating that, which is surprising, considering I mean my belief that the DOJ would absolutely jump at the opportunity to prosecute. A Trump family member or two. I think they. I think the, the the head of that Trump family has done enough to bring enough that he's going to be the leader of that. But it doesn't matter. the The DOJ is filled with people that would love to prosecute Trump family members. Why haven't they? I don't know why. Yeah. Why ha- Why didn't? Um, why weren't they able to prosecute Donald Trump on any of his tax returns? Because he didn't give them any. He did. They got them. They released them. See? Yeah. So for all those years that the left was screaming that we have to release Donald Trump's tax returns, he's the first president to do it, they eventually got them and then published them. 
And okay, nobody but, cared but, because there wasn't anything in the tax returns. This is my point. Same thing happened with Mitt Romney, right? These allegations are one thing. The actual evidence with Hunter Biden, that is another entirely. You've got whistleblowers inside of these agencies that are not exactly on board with Donald Trump and Trump world and Trumpers and all that. They're not exactly right wingers here. And they're saying that their investigations were hampered by DOJ brass and Biden campaign people, Democratic officials and lawyers. That's a problem. So rather than play whataboutism here, I spent two hours going over the Donald Trump stuff. And I find it interesting that when the first mention of Hunter Biden comes up, the response in your mind is to say, well, what about Jared and Ivanka? Well, what about no, them? No, well, I, no, I started, I started off saying, I started off saying, if he is guilty, then he should serve the time if he's found guilty. Yeah, and then, and then you went on to the, the, the Kushners, and you went into China tariffs, you went on to Trump. Like, it's not, so you, the, 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 that's a deflection. That's like, okay, yeah, yeah, if guilty, but now let me go and accuse these other people where there's no probes on them uh, that I'm aware of. There's been no, I mean, I understand that in, in, on MSNBC there's all this talk about it. But I watch I watch I watch Fox as much as I watch MSNBC. Right, but Fox doesn't talk about this. MSNBC does. I don't know why. Like that's not a that's not an attack. MSNBC is focusing on the Kushners, and they do so in order to deflect from Hunter Biden. Fox is not focusing on the Kushners. So well, of yeah, they're not right. So I, I don't know why that's not. I, I don't know why you get defensive about that. I mean that's yeah that's that that's their coverage plans. All right. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturett organized the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educated and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Jan, totally okay. Got your email. Jan says it pains him to say that I was right which happens so rarely. Um, callers who come in with a single viewpoint who refuse to listen to any other viewpoints and are completely insulated from any facts that do not line up with their worldview. They are everywhere. I guess that other call last week was not a setup. I stand corrected. <laughs> Jan asked me last week if there was a caller that was a setup. There you go. Mickey, welcome to the program. Hello, Mickey. How are you? Hello, Pete. I'm great. Uh, I love your show. Thank you. Uh, on this, it, it seems to me that the elephant in the room on this discussion, this current topic, is that we've lost our sovereignty. It's been given away or, or given up uh, with seven and a half million illegals crossing with no a uh, system for checking them out or impeding their entry or sending them back or whatever. And there may be some, I can't prove it, but there may be some cooperation with the cartels on that as human trafficking 
as well as uh, the introduction of fentanyl into this country. Well, when you say cooperation with cartels, who's cooperating with the cartels? Somebody, even if it's by um, by not just by not enforcing the the border. Oh, I well, yes, I can. It, it, it results in in the cartels just having free run. Yes, I can confirm that for you. There was uh, there uh, like the border patrol knows like that's why you'll see the video of the coyotes that bring the uh people across the rivers yeah. and they'll yeah. they'll they'll leave them about halfway and right. the border patrol standing right there and they don't stop the coyotes because they have right. this sort of agreement that they won't mess with the coyotes and then the coyotes and the cartels don't mess with us so yes that to that degree it might, it that is occurring but it has the same effect, same in 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 run. Mm-hmm. It 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 may uh, it it has the same effect as cooperation. Well, and look at what we just found in California, right? That that lab that was being run, they were doing a bunch of, um, and I don't have the story in front of me. I was reading it the other day, but they just found a lab in California that was running like gain of function stuff. They had a whole bunch of like deadly pathogens they were experimenting with and they got shut down they got busted but uh, as far as i recall they had ties to the commies to china right and if and i've covered a couple different aspects of it i talked about uh matthew or uh, michael yon michael yon down it at the darien pass in panama talking about these chinese nationals of military fighting age young men slaughtering chickens and drinking their blood which is a ritual that the communist pla does the the people's liberation army that they do and then making their way up into our country and i look at the you know i, I see fires on uh, at uh, at food processing plants i see uh, substations being shot up i see trains derailing and maybe all of these things uh were just you know natural or or accidental or whatever but when I know that there are people that wish us harm that are being allowed to cross into our country, and I know that the Border Patrol is catching some of these people, I also have to believe that some of them are getting through, and I have to believe that they are going to be creating sabotage opportunities. Why would I mean, that's just only logical. And, yeah, I'm, I'm very concerned about that, and my fear is that something really, really bad happens— Probably I write about the same time that China moves on Taiwan or something. And uh, and and then we end up losing a lot more liberties, just like we did after 9-11. Right. This, this just seems like a, the, the bigger threat uh, from implied collusion, and I'm the one implying it, uh, than all of the other topics that have come up before. Sure. Well, like the log is is in the the uh, Department of Justice eye to just turn their back on it. Well, yeah, and this has been going on in particular with the immigration law for a very long time, where That's the federal true. government refuses to enforce law and then actually stops states from enforcing laws in this regard too. It's it, yeah, it's completely corrupt in my view. Mickey, I appreciate the call. 
All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items. From modern tactical gear to historical collectibles, Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. So a couple things. Um, Just seeing now that the uh, lawsuit trying to block Joe Biden's, uh, I would argue, illegal, unconstitutional giveaway for the student loan forgiveness quote-unquote he's gonna just wipe away like 116 billion dollars in student loan debt and the lawsuit that was trying to block that a judge has tossed uh, i just saw that come across the transom i don't have any other information on it i also see here moving now that uh, there was a development in the hunter biden case because the lawyers are going after each other now for uh, the prosecution and the uh, hunter biden's lawyers blaming each other um Prosecutors say um, just this was a problem entirely of their own making. Hang on. Here it is. Special counsel says Hunter Biden's gun deal is now withdrawn and invalid. So, yeah, good. Good. Um, the appointment of David Weiss as special counsel in the Hunter Biden investigation has caused an outcry of objections, including from some of us who have called for such an appointment for years, writes Jonathan Turley at Fox News. Not only, And by the way, Turley, liberal, Shapiro professor of public interest law at George Washington University, practicing criminal defense attorney, Fox News contributor, but again, a liberal. Um, he said... He says, not only did Attorney General Merrick Garland not select somebody from outside the Justice Department as required under the law, but he selected a prosecutor who has been accused by whistleblowers of running a fixed investigation. But the most glaring problem was the failure of Merrick Garland to expand the mandate of the investigation to include the growing corruption scandal involving President Joe Biden. There appears no evidence that Garland will accept as warranting an investigation into corruption allegations involving now $20 million in transfers from a variety of foreign interests, including some with ties to foreign intelligence. For its part, the media is adopting the same position of willful blindness. Indeed, it is now a new demand. It's got a new demand before it'll fully recognize or report on the scandal. They want to see Joe Biden actually accepting the money. So, like, we got to have, like, Joe Biden come out on stage and accept the big bag with the dollar sign on it, right, from, I guess, like, like the Chinese government has to, like, like the Chinese president, Winnie the Pooh, he's got to give it to Hunter Biden. Then Hunter Biden has to turn and hand it to Joe Biden. And then it's like, okay, now... Maybe I could write like a two sentence story about this. Like Merrick Garland, they will not independently investigate and will not take growing evidence of an elaborate system of accounts used to hide these payments. Right? That is evidence. It's, for example, 
if you were to wipe your private server and then take a hammer and smash up all your cell phones while you are under subpoena to turn over that information, that might be indicative of a crime. In fact, the law says it is, right? When you are destroying evidence, it is to be assumed, the jury is to assume that it is incriminating evidence. That's why you destroyed it. It's called the spoliation of evidence. For its part, the media is adopting the same position as Merrick Garland. After long repeating denials of Joe Biden that he never knew about his son's foreign business deals, the media has to now recognize that Hunter was selling influence and access. So they've come up with another demand. They got to show that they got to show that the money actually delivered was delivered to Joe Biden personally. Now, Jonathan Turley makes a great point in that you know it's possible that Joe Biden didn't take any of the money himself. That is possible. You know why? Because at 80 years old, he may very well have been looking out to create generational wealth for all of his extended family members, right? That's possible, too. A direct bribe given to Joe Biden in an envelope or a direct deposit. I mean, it's obviously not impossible to find that. I mean, he could have pulled a Jim Black. Maybe he was hanging out at a IHOP bathroom, taking envelopes of cash. That's possible, like the North Carolina former Speaker of the House. But among professional influence peddlers, a direct payment to the principal would be viewed as sacrilegious, right? The Bidens have been in the influence peddling business for decades, and Hunter Biden told the Chinese contacts that they're the best at what these foreign figures wanted from them. So only a certifiable moron would deposit any of the $20 million into an account for Joe or Jill Biden. Oh, sorry, Dr. Jill Biden. Those accounts are subject to continual monitoring and subpoenas. Instead, Congress has found dozens of shell companies and accounts used by the entire Biden family to conceal the transfer of millions of dollars to these family members, including the grandkids. And we're to believe that that goes to everybody except Joe and Jill. Right? That's what we're supposed to believe. Well, that's what the media believes. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.